We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we catch up with one of the most athletically gifted and psychologically prepared prospects ahead of the 2020 NBA draft, Cassius Stanley. After one season at Duke and a product of Southern California, Cassius is primed to make a splash at the pro level. While his 46-inch vertical, 46-inch vertical catches your eye, and it sure does catch your eye, it's his poise and his professionalism that will make him a difference maker in the league. Add in that year of polish under Coach K's tutelage, as much as Gil doesn't want to admit it, he got better and got what he needed there at Duke, and he is set to have a huge payoff with his future team. For Gil, Cassius's background is literally close to home. He watched him progress at Sierra Canyon and in runs against pros. As Gil recognized, it was just a matter of time before Cassius put it all together from the nuances of the game, along with that elite athleticism, And by the looks of it, that time is now. It's the No Chill Podcast. Remember to subscribe so you get every episode as soon as they drop. Don't forget to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. And don't forget No Chill with Gilbert Arenas every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fubo Sports Network. It's No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello. Right over there is Gilbert Arenas. No jersey today. Nah. I think there's a reason for that, but we'll get into that for a second because we have... Cassius Stanley right here. Yes, sir. What's up? <laughs> Glad to have you here. Um, Gil usually wears a jersey, right? And there's always a connection, I think, to the who's ever on. And to have you, it would have to be a Duke connection, and he just can't do it. I just, just refuse. Can't do it. I refuse the blue. But I think That's we did it. I, think we've, I don't think we've had a Dukey on here before, have we? No. Yeah? I don't consider him a Dukey because it was just like a couple months and then, whoo. No, I'm a Duke. I see. <laughs> I'm a dookie. <laughs> I'm a dookie. I was there for uh, 10 months. Enough. 10, 10 months. months. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's why I said, it's with you for life. For life. The brotherhood. <laughs> brotherhood. That's like... <laughs> it's just... It's a brotherhood, man. But, you know, I mean, you got to accept it. And Duke's, Duke's doing their thing now. They've turned the corner. From what, it's fin- not the Duke you remember. Yeah, I know. Let's I just know, say I that. Know. They finally got it right. We're cool enough. <laughs> everyone loves us. After Zion, it was like, we got the streets. We got everyone now. Everyone loves us. Everyone watches us. The streets are in. That's what I said. You guys used to be the most hated. We're and the- I love that part about it. Now people are like, still pretty hated. Duke. Everyone hates us because they think we, you know, they're just mad we win. So for you, Cassius, let's get back to it. This, this is a connection. This is an ongoing bond that's been, been around for years. How long has it been, actually? When did you guys first connect? I don't know. It's I think he posted like, on Instagram. Yeah, but it's just like <laughs> it's just like when you play basketball in the Valley and in LA, 
you just always see Gilbert Arenas. It's like wherever you go. And like me growing up, like Gilbert Arenas is that guy. Like there are going to be kids now growing up and like, oh, Eurostep, James Harden. All no, 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 no. It was hibachi. It was shooting, turn around, like everything, all that. So he was my James Harden. I was going to say, I think I saw a tweet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about this? Yeah, that was the tweet. Yeah, no. I, I, I tell people all the time, like, man, Gilbert Arenas was James Harden for James Harden. Like, he was our, that guy who just gets a bucket, a prolific scorer. Like, that's my generation. I don't know if everyone else says that. That's my, it's me. So, like, when I would see 10th grade, 9th grade, like, Gilbert Arenas coming to Sierra Canyon Gym, I'm like, that's Gilbert Arenas. Like, it's a bucket. Like, hibachi. Like, this is, uh, this is that guy. So, I mean, every time you, you know, when you're in the Valley and, you know, you're in L.A., you see Gilbert Arenas, it's like, he's that guy. I mean, I think he's the most successful, uh, most successful, most popular player from the Valley. I told you, Nick. Yes. <laughs> no one knows you, Nick Young. I told Nick that. I he thought it. I was playing. No, no. Yes. No. It's, always got to get the last word on Nick. over. That's just, I always talk about it, like, list-wise. He's... It's Gilbert Arenas, Drew Holiday. Uh, Soon to be Cassius. How's, yeah, how's, yeah. How's I that? mean, how's I guess that you could say Nick Young. Yeah. Because you got to do that. You got to pass the torch. You know what's so funny? It's like um, I was uh, making an argument about uh, New York basketball pros. and I had this yesterday. And I'm sitting here like... Wait a minute. I had it yesterday. I had it yesterday. I said <laughs> the mecca of basketball is being overran by the valley. I think we have more pros. We have more pros in the We have more pros city. in the last 20 years than, than New York. Cassius, I'm from the East Coast, so I'm gonna slide over on this one. But let's just I'm gonna just say this because I know I'm but the minority you. on this. It comes it cycles. It happens in cycles. This West Coast is having their moment right now. I just I, I <laughs> don't just count feel, out the East. I just feel like New York just loves to say they're the mecca of everything. And I, yeah, <laughs> we're the mecca of Raptor. Like, wait, what? I mean, the mecca of what? Like, we were playing at Madison Square Garden last year. Like, this is the mecca. Yeah, give, I don't I just, know. Listen, I, the listen. real soul, the soul of, of New York basketball is playground basketball, not Madison Square Garden. That just evolved. No, we get it. Okay, listen. Yeah, all the hoopers then back yeah, in the yeah. 60, 78, they yeah. came from New York. Yeah. Yeah, then that's you know I since I think that's what I said. Ron Artest, I think Ron Artest, Lamar Odom. That was the same group. Yeah. After that, it was Kimba. basic Kimba and Kyle Anderson. Who? Kyle Anderson. Yeah, there's a reason, but there's a reason he came to the West. Yeah, um, I, I would just say I, well, can, there's other guys because I even think no. Kyrie. Jersey, okay, he's Jersey. Okay, because what happened? It was Kimba and So think about L.A. All the guys that were in LA, like the Crenshaw, uh, Westchester, Fairfax, those schools, now everybody's in the Valley. So it's kind of like that. Everybody was Whoa. in New York City, Whoa. and then now they're- Don't try to water down the Valley and say, all the LA kids come here. No. They do. Valley. This is, there's Valley born and raised. We're here. Here. Who's your- Dinwiddie, Woolen Hills. Right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the holidays here. here. Uh, but it was it Farmar? Farmar here. here. Champion. Wait, wait. NBA champion. But for you, okay. So past three years, there's been a lot of activity, right? So Sierra Canyon to Duke to where you are now. Uh, how, what has the focus been as it shifted from the program? Oh, to get better. I mean, to win to get better, but 
I'm just going to the, be the best place to get to this level I'm going to be at. Ultimately, the goal is to get to the NBA and then to have a long, successful career. So I was going places that I know would set me up to be in that best position. Because I would even say Harvard-Westlake to Sierra Canyon to Duke, there's, there's no guesswork there when you're going to these places, and that's the difference. You said yeah, winning. I mean, I think I'm a guy who doesn't really go anywhere. That's not proper, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm going somewhere, it's not going to be any BS. It's going to be, I know what I'm going to get. I'm not going to go in somewhere with questions. Like, am I going to, was this team going to be good? Is this team going to be bad? How are we going to practice this way? Am I going to be pushed? I'm going to go places I know I'm going to be pushed. I'm going to be challenged. My, the Duke was the riskiest out of all of them. I mean, Coach K is Coach K. He doesn't need you. Mm -hmm. You go there, he does not need you. He's won five national championships, three gold medals, thousand plus games. You go there, he does not need you. You're a statistic. <laughs> you, so you're going somewhere where a place that someone doesn't need you. That's a totally different thing. Yeah, you, you keep agreeing with that. I agree. Maybe, with maybe that. for different reasons. <laughs> but no, even I like, agree, so I agree said, with everything he so said. So he said he didn't, you're saying he didn't need you, he didn't need Zion. I mean, he, he did take him. He didn't need Zion. Take he didn't you. need me. He didn't need anybody. I mean, you know, like like anything, I'm, I know what he's saying. Like the program, his program has been around. Yeah, proved yourself. He's been yeah. a winner since then. So he's saying, you know, as as him trying to go to the next level, the risk of going to Duke was the riskiest move because he don't he don't need me. You know, it's not like you know, I can go to this school where they need my talent and they're gonna give me the ball and let me shine. I'm going to a place where I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be pushed to the next level. You know, I'm gonna be, they're, they're, they're gonna put discipline into me going for that next level. So this is where I'm gonna put myself to get ready for the next level. Yeah, I can go there and average 45 and, but that's not gonna help me to the next level. That, that's what I was getting at because you could say, I, or UConn fell off hard. They had every dude for a long time, great program, Calhoun leaves, but you could go to a UConn, there's that history, but it's more of a, there's more of a longer road. You just want the direct route, fast lane. No. I'm asking him, I'm not asking you. But he already said it. No, I, w I wouldn't say I picked the fast <laughs> lane. I, mean, was... I picked the decision that was best for me. I didn't go there thinking, I was going to be there for eight months. I mean, in the beginning of the year, I got there and me and Vernon Carey were on the blue team. That's the second team. That's, you know, that's the, <laughs> they put us on the end. They put, and that looked like we were just four-year players. So it wasn't, I didn't go there just to, you know, get in there eight months, 10 months. It happened, but I went there just because I knew UCLA, Kansas is another place where they win. He doesn't necessarily need you, but not like Duke. And then Oregon is, it's Nike. I mean, that's about it, really. I've been, to, I went to Oregon, I visited. It was cool, it was a nice place, but it's only Nike. So that was the place where it was, it's not for sure I'm gonna go there and be a star. I'm not gonna for sure play, but I know I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna get a fair shot. And then after that, it's all about hard work, talent, and that's about it, really. It's, that was the place where it was no politics. None at all. You go there, either you're good or you're not. Mm -hmm. and that's all I needed. How'd you get to that point that you knew, though, I got what I needed? Out of the school? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it was just more about not necessarily I got what I needed, more just I have to make a decision for myself. And it was about I'm ready to move on. My, my main goal is the NBA. 
I feel like this past year I learned, my main goal was to learn. And I feel like I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself in the game and off the court. That was my main goal. Two years, three years, four years, I don't care. I want to learn. I learned a lot. That was what it was. So I guess to answer your question, I feel like I learned a lot. What do you think about this? You got to push I it. knew. <laughs> <laughs> Last year before he went Duke, couple months. You know go his there, approach is aggressive. Yeah, go no, there, right? That's, get what you need, and get the hell out, and go to where your talent is. It is. And that was my that was my thing when I first seen him. Like when they showed a video, me and his father's in the back, and I'm talking to his father, like, yeah, that, you know, KCP is a a actual good defender. Like he's on the court as a defender. And the fact that you're getting your shot off anytime you want. He's not there. The only thing is when he did stop you, it was only because of the tricks you didn't know. You know, but you know, if you had played a few months with the Rose and understand when I do my step back, pump fake, he jumps, I can go in and, you know, shoot the little running floater because you didn't know those little tricks, those are the stops he's getting. And I'm like, well, eh, six more months from now, he's gonna have a hard time guarding him for real, for real. You know, and that's what I was like, yo, just, I don't know how long you're trying to stay in college, but whatever happens this year, enter the draft and then <laughs> go from there. Because what you saw that you wouldn't want to wait too long on that. At some point, that's a bad move. Yeah, you know, it's just like, it's just like anything. You know, if, if your engine is a Bugatti, which his is, you know, um, him and Zach Levine as shooting guards is the, 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 the freaks of, you know, that position. So there's no point of staying in the training camp mode. Go throw your engine, learn the tricks as fast as you can so you can, so your talent can start shining. The longer you sit in that kiddie pool, which that is college, you know, you got a few standout players, you know, I'm pretty, I'm, how many, how many lotteries did you actually play against? One? Three. In your position now. <laughs> zero, one, zero, one. And that's what, and that's, and that's that thing about college. College is great, but when you're when when you're a freak of nature, the the rest of the pool is not really, you're not gonna really learn anything from them. You know, it's more of that team structure type. So that's why I was like, it don't matter what you do here, because this is not where your talent, your talent is the next level. Your engine is made for the next level. So once you get there, adapt, learn, and then turn it on. And I think that's exactly what it is about Duke. And we, you, we that's the thing. Let's, let's settle all this Mythbusters right here, right Myth now, busters. right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's what Duke actually does for you. Because you said it, it's you wanted to be pushed. That's. Mm -hmm. One of the best things about it. So fill him in. What is the Duke style of preparation and coaching? What's the difference? I mean, the difference, I don't... The difference, I think, is that there's just so much preparation. I think you get so much knowledge about the game because he's seen so much. He's coached everyone. I mean, there's not a single player who he hasn't touched that... A great player that he hasn't touched. So... I think he's he's seen so many players that he can help you any way you want. With me, he can help me any way he wants. He's had athletic, athletic people. He's had athletic guards. If it's at Duke, if it's at the USA level. So he's he would tell me, you know, Dwayne Wade would do this. Mm -hmm. I don't like the way you did that. On defense, 
when I had Dwayne Wade, he would do this. You should do that. So I think it was just he's seen so many players. I think there's some coaches that who haven't they've only been at X university and they've mm -hmm. only seen X amount of players. And so I think he's seen so many players. You got to remember he was assistant coach in 92 dream team. So he's had so many run ins with these great players. So I think that's what it is. <clears throat> It's kind of hard, like, you know, it's just for me, it's just kind of hard to accept it. He's like dying inside just, when you're sick. Because you got to remember, I'm stuck in 2001 from the time we played to the end. I don't see Duke in Coach K's resume before or after. 2001 is all I know of him and all I'm willing to accept. Didn't but, they win? <laughs> they won in 2000-something, right? 2001. It was a bad beat. They should have been fouled. It was they paid the refs. Trust me. We were <laughs> we were more talented than them by far. Oh, I, I believe that. Yeah, we were. I believe that. Duke players, though. How about this? Is you are so prepared. You're that kid in class that did all the studying. Exactly. You have the, the answer test. to the yeah. test. Right. I'll be honest with that one. You have the answer to the test. I feel like I feel like I'm ready to go. Like there's no doubt in my mind that I know how to get better. I know how to watch film. I know how to study film. I know how mm. to prepare for a game. I know how to prepare for an opponent. I know how to pick up tendencies. There are just so many things I learned in 10 months. So that's what they're teaching there, huh? They're teaching <laughs> a lot. They're teaching a lot. Because your mentality, I, I get it. It's gym rat, pure hooper. You don't, you're not really used to all that structure. Well, in college? Before, before you got you to gotta college. Remember, I, I was already... I you got to put that into a kid. I don't... You got to remember, college is different for me because I was already structured and did that myself. So mm -hmm. I didn't really... I didn't really have to dive in to see what Lou Olson was doing, but I'm pretty sure he was doing all the same things. But I already had my own film and breakdown, and I already watched film and already did this. So, you know, I didn't really need the structure part. I was in the gym more than the staff, you know? So, you know, like listening to it, I'm like, man, y'all doing all that in college? I didn't realize y'all was film preparing and all that because they don't do it in the NBA like that. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> you know, there's so many games being played, so there's right. really no breakdown. So, you know, you're learning on the fly. And that's probably the advantage of being in a program that, you know, a coach is sitting there watching all these talented, you know, because I'm forgetting that he, you know, because of USA basketball, he's getting all the elite and understanding, you know. Um, I'm I'm still thinking just Duke, no. you know, but I'm not realizing, but I got to remember he is, he's having all of the, the top watching their, you know, mannerisms, watching how they work out, watching what they do, and he can take it and put it back in his program. That's exactly what it is. Do you feel better on. now? No. Are we good? No. I'm just, I mean, as Coach K's progressing, I like him. 2001, sorry. I'm not past, never going to get that's over a, that's it. That's a all. long just, time ago. I know, I know. I, just let us deal. Let us Arizona's deal with that, okay? Uh, all of us, we still talk did, about it. We did beat that. You no, know, because it's like the banners, <laughs> they have the banners in the practice gym. See, I see, I you always, see how they throw it? I always see the Arizona logo. He, he, and he said we beat them. No, He's talking we 19 see, years that's ago. Why, that's why you can never let it go because you see how he talks. No, nah, that logo is in our, that's in the yeah, gym. That's right I, there I, at the bottom. Duhan had to hear from Duhan when I was on Orlando. 
Dunleavy had to hear from Dunleavy, JJ Reddick. You know, it's just, it just, they just, they, it's just the jab. They just it, keep jabbing. And cash is for you. You're the Valley kid. Like that's, they just know how to, it's just Duke it's, knows it's, how to jab. But that's is all. it worse that he went to Duke than UCLA? No, I don't. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't get drafted. I mean, I didn't get a letter from UCLA, so. And we found out actually they tried. Coach they Howie, Coach Howie let him. After he never told them, but they they tried. But I he was already a letter, into his so own. I didn't get a letter. All right, so let's fast forward. <laughs> let's fast forward to here we are now. Twenty twenty. Good news for you was what you what you accomplished there uh, with Duke, and then obviously everything that's happened. You know, it's been just been different. Yeah. What is what is the the draft preparation been like? It's been good actually. I like it. I like it because, I mean, you get what is it, seven months? I had seven and a half months to be in the gym without having to, usually you get about two and a half and yeah. it's like, all right, I gotta go to Vegas somewhere. Like, then I gotta come back. I can get maybe a week of training and then I gotta go to my city. Then I gotta, go I'm done, two months, seven and a half months. I'm very confident in myself. <laughs> I mean, if I'm in the gym two times, three times a day for seven and a half months, I'm very confident in myself. That's well, all I'm saying. When it started, because we had Onyeka on, that was May. Mm -hmm. So think about then, it was kind of like, we're ready, but we don't really know what's going to happen. I, I <laughs> from the beginning, like, we the games, we played in UNC, we beat them. Um, March 10th, <laughs> March 10th, and then our season got cut short, like, March 15th. Like, March 20th, I was begging my parents, all right, I'm trying to get back home, because we were in North Carolina. I'm like, Trying to get home, trying to get home, trying to get in the gym. I don't care if we the season doesn't start for nine months. I want to be in the gym because you can't over prepare. Like for me, I know mentally this is a big challenge. The NBA, like you're not gonna go in here and just completely dominate. <laughs> so if I can get eight months to be in the gym, I'm gonna be in the gym every day. Like why not? Yeah, and that's you know be, because I've know I know you've been in the gym and you've been working your ass off. I don't like the process now. Like, like the process now is, you know, like, you know, Zoom interviews and, you know, we come watch you by yourself and like, no, no, like I need, who's the number one, two, three, like, go. Like, like that's what I, follow them. Go, go, wherever they are, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna book the same workout with them so I can show you the difference now. Like you, like you gotta remember, everyone's going off of the March 10th. Like, no, it's, it's, there's, this is, I'm a different player now. And that's, that's, that's what no one gets to see right now. It's like, ugh. What like, did the workouts feel like? Uh, Have you had any? Yeah, I had one with the Clippers. Um, it's just, you, you, it's nothing. I mean, you can't go to their facility, they come to you. So it's a pro day. That's what the workouts are. The workouts are pro day. It's basically they come and see you with your trainer while you work out. So some people are doing one thing and other people are doing another thing. I know my workout had to be one of the best ones of all pro days because I'm, I'm grinding, I'm working like I'm in the heat of the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know people are jogging and slow walking. And I'm going no breaks, hour and a half workout. Like you go see me work out, you're like, he's got it. Like, so I, I know my pro day, workout, whatever it is, mine are top tier. I remember, I remember when I was doing one and <laughs> I, it was funny to me, but I mean, it was funny, but I was dead serious. 
So we're doing all the measurements and all that, right? And then they were like, all right, you know, we need to time you on, you know, it's like run up the lane, go across yeah, and come yeah, down. Yeah. And they were like, ah, you know, as a guard, you're not, you're not doing. I was like, what is the purpose of this again? Like, why am I gonna go up there, slide across and back down? What movement is this? Like, what is this one-legged jump? Where's the one-on-one at? Who they, they can't guard me in here. Where's the one-on-one? Let's get I can get buckets, all this extra stuff that I'm never gonna do in the game. I, look, I'm just I'm dancing all everyone's sitting there laughing. I'm like, yo, I'm dead serious. Like you want me to run up the lane, go and back. I'm not a football player. What is this? It's not basketball movements. Like, you know, and and in some of their drills, I just be sitting there like, what? who is this for? Throw the ball up. Let's, I want to see who the player is. I don't, I don't care about none of that. Let me see who the player is and let the let the player shine. That's why you weren't a Duke player. Because they go through all that. It's part of the process. And that's why they couldn't guard me. <laughs> you just wanted to get right down to it. Give me the buckets. I want the buckets. The idea of all that preparation is part of this. Even if it is weird or awkward or different, it's interviews, the Zoom stuff. That's that. It's not really personal. Yeah, I mean, but you got to do it. Yeah, the Zooms. I'm not a big fan of those. You can ask anyone around me. I, I don't think anybody was. And I, I used to tell general managers, I said, you know, I don't know what you guys look for in players with these interviews, taking them out to dinners, you know, throwing little things. Like, yo, if you want to know what a real player is, put him in a game. Put him in and watch his mannerisms there. Because a hooper's a hooper. All the other stuff outside, if he's a hooper, he don't really care about none of that. Like, you know, it's like if, if, if he's in the gym two, three times a day in high school, in college, it's going to continue in the NBA. He's never, that, that habit is not going to get changed. So, you know, like, what are you looking at? You know, there, there's a difference. There's a difference of, you know, you can spot what players are going to be, what you need to put your money in, what is a risk. You can see it just by, just by their work ethic. Like, let me see how he works, when he trains, what does he do, what's his favorite habit. You can, you don't have to ask dumb, silly questions to, to, to find that out. The dumb questions are the weird part. I do think, even like this, you gotta be in person just to get a sense of somebody's personality, what makes them tick, their point of view, their opinions. That's actually, I think for you, that's probably beneficial. I, I'm, but I'm even say. for the first part, like if I'm, if I'm drafting you, right? From age 18 to 23, you're gonna do dumb stuff. That's what that age do. That's the age group that does that dumb stuff. Like. After you, when I signed you to the big money, yeah, hey, have you found a girlfriend? It's like, then that goes further. But like when people say, oh yeah, you know, he did this when he was in like, who cares? That's, that has nothing to do with what he's supposed to be in the future. What part of it did you feel that this, this was the best part? This was the most, this will have the best reward for me. Of the process? Mm -hmm. Probably the workouts. I have yeah. no problem talking to someone in person. But on the computer, I got to sit there, and you know, can't move real much. If I look around, they're going to be like, oh, why is he looking around so much? <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I said. It's just, it just seems like it's just a weird, it's weird. process. Because it's not like they make it easier. It's not like they make it fun. They're not realizing, yo, this age group, they're, they're nervous. What do you expect? Like, you sitting there 
oh, be serious and we're just sitting there just right. Like, no, like, stop. Well, we we, we said in the past that, <laughs> that Cali kids have the swag. So in the interview, the personality is going to come through, that confidence is going to project. Their nah, it's different. It's different. you got to remember. But this you is, would think you should shine in an interview if it was in person. Oh, no, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm shining in yeah, an yeah, interview. Yeah. But in person. Not yeah. in person. But it's also a job, job interview where they're going to pay you millions. Yeah. Like, it's a job interview. If you, obviously, they're going to ask you some personality questions. Like, who would you take to dinner if you had They asked you that? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost like half the teams ask me that. Like, who, what famous person could they you take? They asked it to like three. I guess basically they're saying like, who would you like? Are you just gonna give us a basic answer like my mom, my dad, and my coach? Like, it's. Yo, I see. Yo, I see what they're saying, that? but like they they asked me the the the. I remember the question was, would you rather have the game winning shot or the game winning assist? Right. So I'm sitting here like, for sure I'm shooting that shit. I'm not going to pass it. But this is probably one of them trick questions, so let yeah. me think about it. And I say, you know what? Because I like to pass and shoot, hold on. <laughs> and I Gamesmanship. Said, Ooh, game-winning rebound. I was, I was, he was like, huh? I said, game-winning rebound. Because, you know, it's one man against nine, and whoever pushes out the most effort, secures that, that winning rebound. And he was like, okay, never heard that one before. I was like, oh, he yeah, fell for it. That's the one. Because I want to shoot. Because I, I, I don't know if that's a good <laughs> like, answer or not. No, that's the answer. That's the one because you start to overthink it. You yeah, that's what I said. Just... You start to think that that's the answer that they're looking for. So they'll say, are you a Mavericks fan? You're with the Mavericks. Well, who, do you want me to be a Mavericks fan? <laughs> I'm from LA. <laughs> I don't have a team. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just, you just say something, and then you'll end up saying stuff like, that's just completely wrong. Like sometimes you'll be so tight, they'll ask you like, where are you from? Where are you staying in LA? And you'll be like, well, if I say Encino, will they know Encino? <laughs> Studio City. Yes, you just say anything. <laughs> You just but that's, but that's that that was my whole, I thought that stopped already. That was my whole thing. Like you're giving me, you're giving questions that has nothing to do with talent, personality, because it's we're they're they're, they're frightened. So they're just saying whatever they think you want to hear at that moment is not the truth. They don't they, like. Do you would you rather cook or build? Uh, it's a woman. Cook. I'd rather cook. Like, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You don't know how to cook. My, my mom cooks for me, but... But does the... You know, I just don't want to say build, and she thinks, like... A, you, you, just, you just start saying stupid stuff, trying to outsmart yeah, these questions outsmart that it, has... Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's... What is the point of it? Like, what are you getting out of an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kid coming into the NBA with questions like I think that? 80% or 90% of it is the non... Who are you taking out to dinner? Like, I think it's the, tell us if you ever got kicked out of practice. Because we have on our notes that you've got kicked out of practice five times. Sit here and lie to me. I think that's the thing. Are you going to be honest in the, in the interview? Because they have all the answers. So it'll be like, you know, do you like to play hard? Will you die for a loose ball? Knowing that they have game film, three plays right here where you didn't die for it. What are you going to say? Yeah, I love to dive. 
whoa, we have right here, what about this play? Well, I love to dive now for $3 yeah. million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. It's, it's, it, it just, it's, it's confusing. All right, let's take a break because we have to tell you about our new friends at Literati. These days, it seems like our lives are filled with stories that are disheartening. Now more than ever, we need stories that motivate us, inspire us. Stories from unique perspectives that lift us up and dare us to connect with diverse people who think differently. That's why we all need Literati. Literati is a subscription book club that sends a beautiful book to your door each month, handpicked by world-renowned authors and leaders. Literati has book clubs curated by fascinating luminaries like Stephen Curry, Malala, Richard Branson, and Susan Orlean. With over a million new books released every year, finding impactful stories can be daunting. Literati takes care of that. Every month, you'll get a one paperback or hardcover book that's specific to your Luminaries Club, like Malala's Club, Fearless, or Steph Curry's Club, Underrated. These are life-changing books personally picked by awe-inspiring people. There's a personal forward from your Luminary in each month's book. You'll also be able to use the Literati app to discuss what you read with your Luminary, yes, really, and other readers. The Literati app also gives you exclusive access to discussions led by book club luminaries like Malala, Steph, Richard Branson, and Susan, Orlean, and others. You won't get that insight or access like this anywhere else. Also, gift subscriptions are available for one, three, six, or 12 months of books. It's a great way to keep the holiday magic going throughout 2021. Whether you're gifting a friend, a family member, or yourself, Get the books that the world's most fascinating minds are reading every month, and you can cancel anytime. So go to literati.com slash no chill to get 50 bucks off your annual membership to find your perfect book club and sign up today. Remember, no one else has the book clubs like these. Only at literati.com slash no chill can you get one book every month curated by today's leading authors and visionaries. That's literati.com dot com slash no chill to save fifty dollars off your membership and make your holidays unforgettable this year l-i-t-e-r-a-t-i dot com slash no chill all right we also have to let you know about newcom you can't talk about performance without addressing recovery and that includes after your workout after your run and preparation for the next one that's so important And the thing that I've added to my routine and it's helped make a noticeable difference is Nucom. You know, right now our minds are so restless and there's so many things going on. You just need to slow down. You see the game better. You see the floor better where you can slow it down. That's so true. And the way to do it is how Nucom approaches it. Used after a workout, Nucom quickly takes you out of your catabolic breakdown mode and shifts you into a healthy build-up mode so you can heal and recover as quickly as possible. Nucom is the only system of its kind clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress, and boost your recovery without drugs and side effects. Nucom's system uses cutting-edge neuroscience and consists of three non-invasive and non-pharmaceutical items, all of which are included in your monthly subscription that costs less than a daily cup of coffee. The whole process is easy to use and to work into your daily routine to achieve better sleep, reduction in stress, and boost in recovery. So check them out. I did, and it works. Own the day with Nucom. 
And we have a special link set up specifically for fans of the No Chill podcast. Go to nochillnewcom.com and get 50% off your 30-day subscription of Newcom and their money-back guarantee. That's nochillnucalm.com, nochillnucalm.com, nochillnewcom.com to get started. And we also have to talk once again about our friends at Sunsoil. They like us, we like them, and we know you're going to love them too. These days, it seems like people are putting CBD in everything. There's a lot of noise, but there's one company from Vermont that's worth the hype. Sunsoil. They sent us our shipment, and I got into the CBD oil, the, the liquid soft gels, and I made them part of my daily routine. Replace my multi, and I take it in the morning, and right now... You notice that clarity that you need. You notice that you need to feel better. You feel stimulated and invigorated because we're at home so much. And I got to say, Sunsoil made a difference. Sunsoil makes CBD oil that is USDA certified organic. CBD is made from hemp plants. So how the hemp is grown really matters. Sunsoil farms their hemp in Vermont, and they never use pesticides, herbicides, or GMOs. I try to be mindful about what I'm putting in my body, and that's why I love Sunsoil, because it's made from simple ingredients that I can pronounce. Many of their products contain coconut oil and hemp. That's it. And the most important part is the process. Because Sunsoil farms their hemp and makes their CBD oil in-house, their prices are less than half the price of other brands. So you get organic CBD at an unbeatable price. Sunsoil clearly labels the amount of CBD that's in each serving. They also test every batch of product at three independent labs and publish the results on their website. Sunsoil donates a percentage of their sales via 1% for the planet to environmental and community causes. So it's a company that knows what you're doing and they can really get behind their products. Sunsoil makes CBD oil with simple organic ingredients. Now you can get 30% off your first order by going to sunsoil.com slash no chill that's s-u-n-s-o-i-l dot com slash no chill for 30 percent off your first order sunsoil.com slash no chill 30 percent off the first order and you'll see the difference because i think there can be a reputation on someone out in the street so that's why you have this i've heard this about you and it's up to them to figure out if that's true okay now what what I will get I will get the test if we're talking about 25 and older. A reputation from kids, it's not, it's pointless. They're kids that will become young men that will become men. So I'm not gonna, I can't hold value. You, like your sock is not gonna drop because you were speeding. I mean, obviously, you can afford a fast car, I'm sure, and and that's what kids do at that age. I'm not going to—you got five tickets when you were at Duke. You're going to go from number two to number ten. What? I'm not dumb. Your tickets don't—your tickets not going to outshine what you can do on the basketball. Man, if you don't— You don't get your ass over here, bro. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what you— Cash is for the record. I don't think you have speeding tickets, right? No, no, we're, no, we're, no, we're, good, no. we're good. We're good. Come on, so, uh, it's Will and Hill kids. We're good. We're Valley kids. We're good like that. Growing up, 
Right. <laughs> can't deal with the traffic. Why car doesn't even go that fast? <laughs> good that. Now that's a good answer. <laughs> that's what it, so having all this stuff behind you where you're at right before the draft starts, we're just about there. It's also been a crazy different year if you think about it. That yeah. your group is the season starting later. You've have all this extra time to prepare, and then you're going to be able to. You're going to have to come in and adjust. You know, yeah, with a shorter I mean, run. I don't know. I feel like that might help me though. Sure. I, I was thinking about it because I mean, a lot of times you can really come in overthinking. Like I got to come in. I got to do all this. But if you come in there, you just go get thrown in the fire. Thrown in the fire. You got to, got to just go for it. Just to just to take off the pressure, it's gonna actually be easier for you. So I felt like, and the reason it's gonna be easier is because training camps, like it's laughable to a kid who just got out of college. So you know, it's two a days. An hour of it is can only be contact. So another uh, the other hour can't you can there's no contact. So it's like so just you know so basically it's. You know, even if you, so if you go two a days, the max they can practice you for that day is three hours. Only an hour and a half contact. But you got to remember, these guys just got off. So coming into training camp, they're not going to actually be in the shape that they're supposed to be in. So you're going to be here peak-wise, shining. And most likely, depending on what team you get drafted to, because you've been working out here, you're going to be put into the... They're not going to have time because these guys are not going to be game ready. You know, there's going to be veterans that's just going to sit, you know, at the beginning, yeah. you know, depending on what team they are. So, I mean, this is, a, this is a bad thing, but a great year because no matter what, you're going to be the standout soon as you're there because of what you've been doing for the last nine months. How about the idea that as the young guy, right, you're low man on the totem pole, like any job, you got to make an impact from day one. That's really the mindset you have to have coming in. How do you do that? You've been working for nine months, two a days, three a days. All right? Like, you know where you are. What you do is you got to let them know where you are. It's just like when you went this back to Sierra Canyon, you had to establish yourself. There's no college had to step. There's It doesn't change. Mm. You know what I mean? So with, with with them, it's less practice. So you don't really have that margin of, you know, I can catch him in, you know, a couple months. Nah, it's it's training. Beat him out in training camp because once you beat him out in training camp, that dictates playing time for the season. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So and then from there, it's just working, being consistent, having a consistent routine so your play is consistent. That's the most important thing in the NBA that, you know, you're training your shots now, you're gonna have to find an NBA routine. Because, because you play three, four games, you don't practice as much, you're traveling, you can get off of rhythm. And then that's where slumps come in and people don't under, you know, understand why you're in the shooting slump. Well, you know, if, you, if you're taking 500 to 1,000 shots in the summer, and for the last two weeks, you've only been taking about 100, your shot's gonna dip compared to what it looked like in the summer. Right. You know, so that's where the shooting stumps come from. Because, you. you know, you're traveling and resting, and so you gotta find a way to, like, put a, 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 a program in, you know, your season, you have a season workout program where you're just consistent with it, and then your play just plays consistent. 
Now, how about this, the situation that you end up in, where you land on, in the, off the draft board is, you know, veteran team, rebuild team, contender, but they need a piece. How do you identify with that for Cassius, making, you know, the best of the situation that you end up in? And I mean, you know, if you go to obviously uh, rebuilding team, you know, they're, they're, they're forced to play you because, you know, you, you know, you're the future of the team. So, um, you know, the veteran teams is usually <laughs> the teams you don't want to get drafted to because, um, you know, you don't want to end up like a, a Darko mm -hmm. where he never got to actually, you know, game test his talent. You know, you're sitting behind Wallace boys. You know what I mean? And, you know, they're not like two years and they're out of the league. They're, <laughs> they still got eight, nine more years. So, right. you know, you get stuck behind, you know, a, you know, players like that where they hold your talent. But, you know, you still have to be, you know, mindful of understanding their tricks. And, you know, when your time has come to challenge their, their, their game with mm -hmm. your game. Um, you know, when I came in, same thing. You know, I, I wasn't ready. You know, I was trying to get back into college somehow. And then I was trying, like, yeah, I, I can give the money back. I'll come on back for one more year, you know. But, you know, I started studying, started watching habits. And then, you know, once I felt I was ready, challenging in practice, didn't work, back to the drawing board. Tried in practice, that didn't work. And then and to the point where I'm like, he's not adapting. He's not getting better because he's still beating me. I'm getting better. So when it was time for me to really make that stand, mm -hmm. it was, it was, I go for the position, you know, I, you know, and I'm standing on the court. Now I'm playing 30 something minutes doing my thing. So when you get there, you have to do what you do best. You know, I know, you know, we try to fit in, but you don't have to, mm -hmm. you know, they're drafting you for a reason. And you got to always remember that they're drafting me for a reason. So you go out there and do what you do best. And I think it's important, you know, you have a ton of upside to your game. And I think any smart coach would recognize that. There's more things you're gonna you're gonna evolve as a player. More things that you you know you'll, you'll adapt with. It's the the team that you're on. There's always gonna be an opportunity for you wherever that is. Yeah, I mean, I I, I got you shining this year. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> anytime I talk to a GM sleeper, I got your sleeper. I got your sleeper. All that all that college stuff. Don't even worry about that. Here's your sleeper. Boop. Because I I I know what your game is and what's going to happen when you get on that court. They're not going to be able to guard you. Like you're too far advanced on just all attributes, you know? And it's not like, oh, you're Zion and you dunk. Nope, you can shoot, you can pass, you can dribble, you can move. Like you just got to get it in the NBA and then adapt to it. I'm going to also throw defense in there. It's a big part defense. of it. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't. You know, that's not one of my, <laughs> that's just not one of the words that come out of my mouth. <laughs> well, that's what you said for, for knowing Gil's background, you know, I think that's great advice. What have been these things that you guys have been going back and forth on? Um, I mean, like we were talking a week and a half ago and it's just like what he said, it's just like, you know, they're drafting you for a reason. So you don't have to fit in. Go in there and go and play your game. Don't worry about, you know, fitting in on the court, fitting in with the pieces on the court. If you do what you got to do and you go in there and play the way you play, things will adjust to you. So that's one of the biggest things. For you, I think there's some some pedigree that transfers as, as well. So you can take the things that you've known that you're you, off the court. I'm prepared for these things because of where I just was in school. We don't know what happens at that school. So th that's a big, you know, a big factor. It's not just all the physical side of it. Mm -hmm.
off the court? Yeah. Okay. Professional mindset. Okay, let me just let me just break something down to you. College off the court is different than NBA off the court. I've heard that. <laughs> like I've heard that. NBA off the court, it's a boring life. It's kids mixed in with adults. Adults. Yeah, I heard and, that. And, and fathers <laughs> and married men. So it's not like you get to really go out and hang out as a group if you go to a, a wrong team. You know, so you might be the only young player on your team. So there's no off the court. It's you in your house, bored all day, playing video games or in the gym. <laughs> you know, those are your two, those are those are the two. And that's why if you if you think about what I'm saying, the reason that you don't see 98% of the NBA players out anywhere in a world that's all social media, where you can just turn on your phone and show. You, and you still do not know 99% of the NBA personalities. You know what I mean? Because they don't have, it's not like, you know, it's not like, they're, the world is different. The world is different. You know, we're practicing, we're done at noon. Well, everyone's at work. <laughs> everyone's at work. By the time everyone got off, we're back in the gym doing something. We're now, we're at work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So our, our worlds is over, you know, missing each other in a sense. You know, so it's, you know, it's it's one of those things where I said you, you're going to have to get your in-game routine, you know, because that's where you catch players. Mm-hmm. Someone who, yeah, we all got to remember, we're all working in the summer. So we're all like, if we ended the summer and we're all, we're all sitting here, where you gain ground is in the season. You know, getting your shot, getting more shots up, doing that, working on moves during, during the seasons where you catch ground on someone. And what I'm getting at too with that is, I'm just saying where you came from. Here on the West Coast in LA, you're you're exposed to high-level talent at a young age. Mm-hmm. Sierra was a high-profile program, so your your teammates are elite athletes. You're going up against elite athletes with a lot of attention on you. Go to a high-profile program at Duke, so all these things mm-hmm. really factor in to where you're coming. So it's like I'm I'm mature is what yeah. I'm getting. I mean that's, but that is for a team. I would want to invest in that. Invest in maturity. Yeah, that's what I said. Any any team that gets him is 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 gonna fall in love with him. I mean, you know, you have a, a, a one. You have a West Coast kid, so that means he's well rounded in in that sport. Um, Sierra Canyon Duke, so you know he's educated, smart, and then <laughs> he's a workaholic. You know, that's that's what I'm. That you know, when I look at him, what am I paying for? You know, okay. If, if you're not good now, do are you working to be good? If that answer is yes, well, here's the check. Here you go. I have no problem. Look, I know if I give you this money, you're not gonna die. you're not gonna just flop on me. You're not gonna be a lemon. You're gonna keep trying to get better to improve your game to be the best you can be. I can I can write that check. Anybody can write that check. You don't want that. I sign you a contract because you played well this year, and then four or five years you just flop it, flop it, flop it, and then right before your contract, <laughs> you ball again to force me to write another check. Like no. But how do you feel? And this, and this might sound like one of those draft questions, but um, these in this long time that you've had, you can maybe reflect on it. But these several years that you've been through this this road, how do you feel has prepared you for the next level? That's a that's a straight up draft question. Like I don't mean it like that. Up, like, I mean right, like right. you've ref- I've got no, 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 like, take the downtime to reflect. No, on yeah, it. I understand. I'm just letting you know. That's yeah, like, yeah, no, that's no, a direct I know it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
like you said, I've been around a lot of things. My dad's a sports agent, been for 30 years. So, I mean, I've seen all kinds of players. And I think that's the thing that helps me the most is to know, yes, we have basketball. Yes, I love basketball. But when I was five, I would see one of his players who's a rookie. Then I'm 13, and this dude's not a rookie anymore. This dude's done playing. And I'm like, so I know this ends quick. So I'm going to maximize my time, but I'm also know that this is one thing. This is my first job, and I'm going to have another job, hopefully another job. So I know there's a bigger things, there's bigger pictures, there's more things, but I'm going to maximize the time that I have because I know it goes quick. I mean, when I was five, 13, it seemed like that was three years, and this dude has had a full eight, nine seasons and done. So I think that's one of the biggest things is being around my dad, being around players, seeing players who've, when I was young and now, I'm 20, and these dudes, I'm seeing their kids who are 10. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, this is quick. I mean, like this, we, we call Gil OG now. He's not that old. <laughs> you guys call Tell him. Tell it to my knees. <laughs> He's still bucket. But down. you're right. You're, you're so right. It, it goes by quick. It goes by fast. It's the fast lane, like we said, but enjoy it. What do you want Cassius to tap into? I want to ask a question. Realistically, where should you be drafted? What pick? Realistically, I should be lottery. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't be. I mean, I went to Duke. That should give me some slots. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Play for Coach K. I mean, I shot thirty-seven percent from three. And I was actually a shooter. Like, it wasn't like <laughs> one attempt a game, like half an attempt a game. No, I was put on the floor to spread the floor. How crazy that sounds, I know. It sounded crazy to me, too, when Coach came to me and said, your job this year is to either drive the ball or to shoot the three. We want you to space the floor. We need floor spacers. We have no one on the team who spaces the floor. Me, I know I'm a good shooter, but <laughs> since when was I Ray Allen? Since when was I a guy in the corner who was... A corner wing specialist. So I'm a shooter. I'm I have it's not like I'm an undersized dude. I'm 6'6 as a as a shooting guard. That's perfect size. I'm a freak athlete. I mean, I played one in high school. I played combo. Like it's not like I'm just a dude who's a, a three-man. I'm a I'm a two. I'm a combo guard. I I play defense. Like I don't understand what the thing is. I don't know. I, I I have your lottery. I don't know. It's, I, I, it is I, what it is. I mean. Nah, that's what I'm saying. I'm that. <clears throat> that's going to be the problem because if a lottery team doesn't get you, you have a lottery play, a real lottery. Play. Not that, not that you, you don't. We don't even know who you are. Type of lottery, a real lottery player. And if you don't go in a lottery, someone's going to be happy they got you. That's why I want because I have you as a lottery player. And I think that that is the coolest part of the draft that. If you go high, and I think you should, I agree, that can fuel you. are like, I'm here for a reason. I'm going to prove it. If they slept on me a bit, your story, I'm going to prove that as well. Like, all you guys slept on me. I remember all you guys that passed up on me, and I'm coming to get you. So using the draft as fuel as a competitor really is an important thing. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, right now, because, you know, he can't go out there and go against the competition where, you know, usually, you know, players who finish their college career and then they really grind 
before it's time to see us, you know, the time to see you, you know, he gets, he misses that window. You know, it's like, you know, I got nine months. I've, I've been working my ass off. Just put me where I need to be put in front of these people. And I'm going to show you who's the better player now and for your future. You know, because you don't get that, it's kind of, that, that's the bad, that's the downside of, you know, what's going through right now. Well, well I, I tried to ask this before you had to ask your question. That was more of like a, that was a journalist question, I thought, too. No. Um, the way that you said it, maybe. No, nah, they asked me that, too. They asked me that one time in the uh, what, interview. What do you think you should? Oh. See? But then, then in that situation, it's like, you know. That's different. Oh, yeah. What pick do you have? I think my answer was like, it doesn't matter, which it all really doesn't matter. Cause like, I don't care. I could really, like my whole thing was, will I get drafted? Mm-hmm. Cause one to 60, <laughs> that's cool. November 19th, the day after that, that's it. And then I can walk around with a t-shirt that said, oh, I was a 25th pick. <laughs> no, you're in the NBA now. You're just like this person. So, I mean, I've been working for a while for this. So it's not like anything. I mean, I remember going into Duke, I was at where we, 360. And there was one drill that Gilbert told me about. It was the 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 layup, the mid-range, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, the yeah. free throw, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the three-point. <laughs> yeah. The Warrior th- drill. Yeah, yeah. Or, I don't know, or something like that. And then it was three-point, then mid-range. Go and I remember down, yeah, yeah. he told me about that. And then I was like, he was telling me that's what got him right. And I remember I was in the gym like the second day. And I texted him like, yo, so what is it? And he, <laughs> he broke it down. And he was like, you try to get the highest number. And I remember like the second day I texted him, I was like, Yo, this drill is crazy. <laughs> I pulled the text like I was like, this is nuts because it was like you you keep doing it. It's like each day. It's like the ninth day. All right, so that means was it nine times? Yeah, you gotta, nine times. Yeah, yeah it's it like you got to make nine of them. So it was like nine layups, nine free throws, nine mid range, nine threes, nine threes, nine mid range, and I was like, this is crazy. But I, it was because he told me about it, and I remember I was like, I know he's the guy. Like, I want to be a very successful NBA player. And I know he has, the, he has, there are certain people who have the keys, who are savants, who are students of the game. Coach K is a student of the game. He, and that's why I want to be around. I like to be around people who think the game, who actually will see you and say, this is what you should do. Not, I told Lil Johnny to do that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you to do the same thing. When you're athletic, he's not athletic. He's a shooter, you're not a shooter. So. He's a, he's, he knows the game inside and out. So I knew I had to just, if it was not every day, it was just always checking with him, make sure, you know, I'm on the right track when it comes to things. So is that what it was for him or what it is for him to tap into? Is that, that black yeah, but elbow, you, but, that But as I said, you can already see it, you know, from the first time we talked. I remember when I asked him why he, why was he going to Duke and oh, I need, he I need it. Because I was like, why are you going to Duke? He you know, already, you know, me, I'm, why are you going to do it? It is like, you know, I just need the knowledge. And and, I, and then I had to think about it like, that's it. Okay. Because you know where you're going and you're going to get to. You're just making a pit stop to gain knowledge. But that was, the, that was the reason why I made my decision. I've told, I haven't told this many people. I've told maybe five or six people. So I was at Sports Academy one time. I was working out and Kobe was running a, girls camp after me. He came over to me, talked about my season, chopped it up. It was like, you know, what are your finalists? I told him Duke, Kansas, Oregon, UCLA. He didn't say Duke directly, but he basically <laughs> said, you know, 
like he said, your your talent is here, but it's in between. Is where you where are you gonna go? Are you gonna go somewhere where you can go for thirty and you don't really progress? Or are you gonna go somewhere where you can really learn the game? Who's gonna who's gonna teach you the best out of Bill Bill Self, Steve Alford, and Dana Altman or Coach K? Who's gonna teach you the best? Where are you gonna get the most knowledge? Who's gonna advance your game in the cerebral things? Who's going to teach you these little nuances? Who's had the most experience with teaching the people? I'm like, so are you telling me, like Duke, or are you like not telling me? And I was like, well, this, there it goes. And when it, when it came down to it, it was like, look, through one or four years, I know this is where, so what am I going to do in between here? Am I going to go somewhere where I'm not really pushed, or am I going to go somewhere that's risky? That's where I'm going to get pushed. I'm going to learn. So, and I just kept thinking about that conversation. I was like, yeah, this is the, this is the best option. Yeah, it's like, damn, when you say it like that, it's pretty yeah, lopsided argument. And that's what I said, it, made, what I said. it was that's the same it. thing. It made sense. Like, you know, I know where, I know where the product is going to finish. I just need to pick up a couple more things before I get there. And that's what I got from it. I was like, okay, he's on to the right track. But he came at me, though. Yeah, yeah, I he, came I, at I him. I was like, right when I finished my workout, he's like, so I do. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And I broke it down to him. I was like, this, this, and that. But then I also told him that you can't look at Duke as a Duke as a whole. You got to look at Duke year by year. So my year, Duke was out of the Blue Buds, was the best available spot. Kentucky had like, you know, that platoon. They had like 13 people who were all this, this, and that. So it was going to be one of those things where you get four shots and you're happy, but you're, you were Kentucky. Or Kansas was okay, but Duke was the – Duke – and they were really didn't have a guard spot. Like they were, it was a wide opening. It was a clear shot. Other places had sophomores returning. Juniors here was like, there you don't have anyone like me on the roster. So I was like, this is a year by year case. And I was the first one. Like when they called me, I was like, I was never really a big Duke fan. I always thought the same way you did. And this was before the, like, obviously I was watching RJ and Zion, but I'm like, yeah, it's cool and all, but it's still Duke. And I'm like, but the more they talk to me and the more I realize that there's a there's a spot for me and it's a clear shot because I had, there's a guy, Derek Thornton. He was at Sierra, then he went to Duke, then he went to Boston College and to USC. But he was, he went to Duke and he was in a position where, you know, there were multiple people and he didn't get a fair shot. And I, there were so many people I knew who didn't get their shot. So that was my biggest thing was like, I'm not trying to go to Duke and then end up going somewhere else and going somewhere else. Because when you leave Duke, it's hard to make it when you leave Duke. That's one of those people where, like, that place, if you don't do what you got to do and you try to leave, good luck to you. That's, it's a tough place to make it. And also, when you give him answers and he, and he doesn't have anything more to say, you know, sometimes you just ask questions just to get a response to see with the thought process. So when, when I heard it, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Cause I've, you know, because it's one of those things where it's like, cause that's, that, cause that's what my response came after. Like, no matter how long you sit there, you're entering the draft. Like, cause I know where you supposed to finish. And he's like, well, I just need to pick up a, need to pick up a tire, you know, a couple screws here before I get to the big race. And I need to just upgrade the little tires, you know? And that's how I perceived it. Like, Okay, that was intelligent. That was an intelligent But decision. I didn't know the background between the Duke. So, like, when he asked me that, I was like, 
Because it was aggressive. No, it's it was a little aggressive. loaded, loaded, loaded <laughs> question. Like, I was thinking about it. He, like, he went to go work out, and I was sitting there like, like, I know, I've had multiple <laughs> runners with him. So it wasn't like this was the first running, but I'm like, do I come really at me like that? Like, <laughs> and I was thinking, like, why is it coming at me like that? And so that, for a second, I was thinking, let's go with him. But then I, like, I literally, like, maybe a week later, you guys were on with somebody, and he was like, I hate Duke. And this is the reason. And I was like, oh, okay, it makes total sense now. Yeah, you just didn't know the backstory. I didn't know. I yeah. thought he was like, I thought it was I a personal came, thing. I, I, I came up like, to him quick, like, hey, why, uh, it's up to D with Duke. And it was do Duke around here. He basically, he was like that. No, I think I asked him, I was like, so where would you want me to go? He was like, well, I mean, and I was like, what, Arizona? He's like, well, I mean, we do have guards. I'm like, nah. Anywhere but Duke. <laughs> Point is, there's been a lot of questions over the years. Uh, a couple more for you today. Ask Agent Zero. Maybe you've had time to think of a few new ones. Gil? From the younger generation that you're watching, what are some players are you liking? And this new, and this younger, I'm not talking about high school. High school or? High school. High school or maybe go incoming freshman. Like, so from the younger generation, I, I I like I like it all. I never I'm not one of those those guys that's like oh when I was in high school I did this and he can't do like no every every generation is watching, remixing and bringing it back. You know like believe it or not, till 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 now still, only one person has done the East Bay in the actual NBA in game. Ricky Davis. Ricky he's, Davis. He's the only person. He's the only person who's actually done it in the game. And this is you're talking about. Well, he's the only person wired enough to think about that. But but your whole this whole all you guys going that's your in your in game dunking mentality is like just so like back when I played it was, if you windmilled you were nuts. Like now it's between the legs, three sixties, like in traffic, and I'm just sitting here like the moves, the moves the kids are doing now, it's it's just unreal. So it's like all I'm a fan of all of it, all of all of a Mikey. Who else we got? We got we got Mikey, we got Bronny, we got uh, Amari, um, Josh Christopher. Um, He's the next LA guy coming out. Yeah, he's gonna be the next one. LA, we, I'm telling you, we're just, mm -hmm. I don't. We got Hardy. Wait, Amari or? Uh, Amari. Yeah. yeah. We got I Har mean, he's from Chicago, yeah. but. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'm talking about Josh Christopher. Yeah. Josh Christopher is. Josh would be there. Josh yeah. is the yeah. next so one. We got, we Josh got is Hardy. the next one up. Got, you know, we got all these. Guys. Vegas. Detroit huh? slash Vegas. Jaden. Yeah. He's from Detroit? Detroit to Vegas, yeah. yeah. To Vegas? Oh. Yeah, so well, Josh Christopher is LA, though. Josh Christopher is LA. He's. Josh Christopher. He's on here, right? Yeah. Yeah, Josh Christopher. It's a watching, you know, just watching all of them bring their own little. So I like, I like, I like them all. I was on YouTube one day, in class, <laughs> at Duke. We we learned most of the time, but I was, <laughs> I was sitting there and um, I was watching this game, and um, I was like, and then there's like the suggested, and so I look in the suggested, and it was um, Heritage Christian versus Sierra Canyon. So I'm watching the game, right, and. I'm looking, I'm looking, and then like I turn away, I like pay attention for a little bit, then I go back. And so I'm watching, I see this little kid, he's running around, hits a three, and like runs down, and gets the ball back again, <laughs> doubles the ball back out, hits the three. I'm like, and then 
I look at the comments, they're like, because I was like the only play I saw mm -hmm. out of like a 15 minute thing that was like, just so happened to be the one that I catch. And I'm like, that's kind of ballsy. Like he got the steal, he's going back. And so like, I'm looking, I'm looking in the comments like, man, that kid got like, they're, they're like, I'm looking at the number and it was like 30 something. And I go, I'm like, who's in the comments? They're like, man, 32 got the confidence of his dad. So I'm like, I'm running the back. I'm running the back. I look again. I'm like, and I see him in the background. And he's talking to some dude, and he's like not phased at all. And I'm like, this is his son? And I'm like looking again, and I'm like, wow. And I'm like seeing him. And he's so advanced, though. And I'm like, that's crazy. And I'm watching the game like, nah. He's got it. What's the funny is, you know, it's you You started off at? Um, I started off at? You was at Sierra Canyon first. I was at Sierra Canyon, yeah. Okay, because there's there's been there's, there's this little, it's a myth. But it's so from middle school to high school, there's there's never been a player who's went through the middle school to the and no. And you were the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me. I'm gonna sit here right here <laughs> yeah, and yeah. tell you I started this Sierra Canyon thing. Yeah. I started it. There were guys before me, there was Cody Riley, there were guys like that. They were above me. They started in middle school too. But I put it on the map. I'm going to sit here and say it. I'm saying it to these both cameras. <laughs> me. This new import thing that's new. Me. I started there in fifth grade. I was there in fifth grade. I was there in middle school. <laughs> I had the lower campus on lock. I had the upper <laughs> campus on lock. That's so funny. That's what they said. Me. So, yes. I was <laughs> the only one to come through the middle school, come through the high school, come to the college, and we're going to keep it pushing. Yeah. I think we. I said I was like a... I, we didn't even know about the lower campus. I was no, my, no, because that's what I said. My, so we were, you know, my son's second grade. And then right when, you know, for middle school basketball, we left. Because it was like, well, there's no middle school. Like, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah, we don't know what they're doing. What do they practice? No, and, yeah. You know, he leaves and half the team leaves and the heritage yeah, was. Yeah, I started hearing about so, yeah, I heard this, this. I was like, <laughs> it was my, might be my Senior year, I'm just walking in the gym and I'm w watching this heritage and I'm like, they got some dudes. Like they got this this white dude who's like six <laughs> one with all his hair. See this other dude, um, Mike Price. You heard of him? Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching this team. I'm like, these eighth graders. I'm like, nah, this is crazy. Someone's telling me like they're the Sierra Canyon of middle school, and I was like, uh. so I'm seeing, I'm hearing about this rumbling, and now I'm hearing like heritage is starting to breed them. But they're trying to keep them. But it's yeah. obviously it's hard to keep it's them. But I'm hearing them. that middle school, there's no heritage is that yeah. school. Yeah, so that's what I'm so basically it was like when we played Sierra in a championship, it was like old Sierra versus Sierra. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, because I remember when uh Bronny and them got there, and I was like, ooh, I mean, yeah, you have a team now, but if y'all came last year, I mean, your team would have been golden, but everyone was like, we want to play basketball, so everyone left. Mm -hmm. So that's who you guys are going to be playing against probably in the championship. Yeah, beat watch that like, game. Beat them by like 30. Yeah, yeah. watch that game. I was, <laughs> I was impressed. That's the Heritage team. The whole Heritage, I, I've <laughs> yeah. seen it for multiple years, so it's like they're the staple middle school. Like they, I hear they're like, they're serious about it. Like they're yeah, grinding, crazy. they're well, in the gym. What age was Sky there? Was he middle school, middle school, middle school he was, to yeah, high I'm school? I'm telling you, yeah. no. He was middle school. <laughs> you're going to look up and there are going to be multiple dudes who, high level <laughs> dudes who all 
went to Heritage because I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it with my own eyes. I'm seeing dudes who are <laughs> in seventh grade who are advanced. Like, and I'm like, wow, whatever they're doing there, they just need to find a way to keep them. Yeah, they just go. It's, it's more like a farming. They farm them and then y'all go out and be somebody. Yeah. Mm. And the thing, the funny thing, you got anything else? No, no, no. Okay, good. Because the funny thing you said there was you were on YouTube. And you, when you get into YouTube, you get into that world. Yeah. And your knowledge of, of old school basketball, your generation has that. Because that's YouTube is a tool for hoopers. So you can go and look up Dominique Wilkins and Isaiah Thomas and evaluate Whoa, them. I know. Stop, bro. Stop. Well, his knowledge of Dominique stop. was surprising. Nobody goes on YouTube looking up Dominique and Isaiah Thomas. No one's Have going. you done that? I entered a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how but it you works. Try, you went so there trying to prove works. a point, right? No, I went there <laughs> to find full game footage of Michael Jordan. Full game. I don't want top 10 players. I don't want best dunks. No, I want to see him up and down, catch the ball in the half court. What is he doing? How is he missing his shots? I want to see his rookie year. I want to see what shots is he coming from. Not just to prove a point, but to actually see, okay, I'm 6'6", I'm 201. He's 6'6", 201. Let me see how he's playing his rookie year. Let me see him coming from North Carolina with the historic coach. Let me see how he's going in there. What shots is he taking? That's what it is for you with Gil. I mean, you could you could look at players and what they did at that time, you could put it into your game. So well, if, he's still doing that. <laughs> what he's doing then, he's still doing that. He's doing what he's doing in 08, 09. He's doing that in 2010, in 2020. That's all it is. You learn as you go. You build but I as can't you say go. that about a lot of players. <laughs> he, I know he can go in, go get a bucket against Patrick Beverly, against whoever. Oh, yeah, they, I know they, that. Because they, they, they trash. They don't, they don't. I'm not saying all that. <laughs> I'm saying he's an elite level <laughs> basketball player. Can't really disagree. Like, it is what it is. Abachi. There it is. Abachi. We got a Duke guy on here, finally. Finally. Set the record straight. Finally. I'm not a Dukey. I'm not saying that, but at least put some respect on the program, which is exactly what you did, Cassius. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Top five. Busting the myth, yes. Top Actually, five. that's that's what we get. We're, the, the mood for the draft is excitement. It's Thank exciting. You. you know, we're amped up to see where you go and what Appreciate you do next. So there it is. For Gilbert Arenas, for Cassius Stanley, I'm Mike Botticello. Remember, you can catch No Chill every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fubo Sports Network, and we'll see you next time. 